0: 3 tuned
1: into the navarro miller report featuring the hottest in moves entertainment sports, sports and all those topics for the mainstream audience the navarro miller report hi everyone and welcome to the navarro miller report i'm your host dave navarro <laughs> and i'm jeremy miller and Jeremy, this is the last time I let you run things, okay? Oh
0: shut, <laughs> dude. You're not blaming this one on me, buddy.
1: <laughs> and we got special guest co-host Bruno Campos here. Bruno, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. Glad to finally be on.
1: Oh my God. That was sorry for all of you. We were having some technical difficulties. I'm blaming Jeremy for I blame Jeremy for everything, really. I mean I'm used just- to it that's just what i do that's just when in doubt blame jeremy that's that's all i do so <laughs> oh my god it's great to have everybody uh joining us on the stream today uh we uh just uh, wonderful to have you here bruno uh bruno's actually a friend of mine i've known for a very long time he's an mma fighter so he can kick everyone's ass um including mine uh he's also uh an, an actor and a cancer survivor man so a pleasure to have you here brother
2: Thank you, bro. Uh, been a long time overdue, huh? We've been talking about this for a while now.
1: Hey, man, I, I was going off of your schedule, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I was. That's where I was going on that one. Glad um, to have so, you on, man.
2: Thank you, bro. Nice, nice meeting you guys, and it's nice to you again, boss. And it's so exciting, man. Let's, let's do it.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to welcome everybody on the stream. Sorry again for the delay. Uh, Again, we were having some uh, technical issues, but now we're here. We're going strong. And uh, as we start the show off all the time, uh, we'll go ahead and do a couple of blind reacts. Hashtag Jeremy get a freaking TikTok uh, because he refuses, refuses Bruno to get a TikTok. So I force him to watch these blind reacts uh, to make sure that uh, he watches everything and uh, blames me for it afterward. This one in particular, however, has to do with a very interesting, well, you just gotta keep a close eye on this one because it it's a freaky, freaky, freaky thing. All right, so, all right, many, so many of you have seen, seen my videos where videos I'm standing, standing like this on, this on the, the door, door, and you, and you guys, guys seem to think, think that there's someone behind that closet door. door. So, so I'm gonna, I'm show, gonna show you, you right, right now, come now, with me.
2: me. Hey, baby, can you bring the camera up? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's show everyone that there's nobody there behind this closet door. I'm even going to turn on the light, all right? All right, right
1: Oh, here, here. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just shoes, shoes in, the in the closet there. Let me turn on my okay. light. Yeah, yeah, nobody's, nobody's there. Oh, can oh, you can look up too? Look, there's nothing hanging. There. Nothing is smelling. There. There. Okay. There. No, no, there. no, 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 Okay. No okay. Okay. Either they either no. no. oh, no, they have a rolling no. house or that was a really good or that woman could fly.
0: That <laughs> has a pretty good trick i've seen a lot of magicians who do a lot of things who can use a lot of different tricks um i i, I don't know how she could possibly do that but no she can't fly
2: <laughs>
1: are you sure <laughs> she pretty sure She's floating on i mean she's defined the laws of gravity i mean she's, come on she's not a superhero oh man i know no, you I want, want to believe, believe dave i know I you want to want believe. believe i want to believe what's your take on that one I, I was going
2: to say it looks like some real fancy editing, but she, I, I, I mean, don't she know. Got she got up. She got
1: up. She's a witch, right? <laughs> that's the thats the only other logical explanation for it. Now this, yeah, not now, 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 this one actually is a really uh, interesting take. I mean, this guy actually uh, is telling women to stop having their periods, but I think he has an epiphany at the end of this one. Go ahead and take a look. If, if girls, girls hate their, their period so much, so much why, why do they, they have, have it? it? Just,
2: just don't, don't have, have it. Why would, why would you, you have it? it?
1: My, My girlfriend, girlfriend, she stopped. <laughs>
2: she, doesn't she doesn't have one. one. She's, she, she hasn't, hasn't had, had one, one in like, like seven, seven months. months. So, so it's, it's definitely, definitely doable. doable. I mean, I mean like, like a side effect, she is getting, getting
0: like a little big, but doesn't mean there's not mortal. to
2: I mean, it's not like she's pregnant.
1: Light bulb. (laughs) I think the light bulb went up on that one. (laughs) I was like, wait for it. Give it a minute. Let it sink in. Let it roll in there.
0: (laughs) Very, very funny.
1: I know Bruno enjoyed that
2: one. I don't appreciate the scripted ones because I want to believe that there are people that are not really stupid (laughs) yeah like oh i I told her i told her to stop and she just stopped like okay (laughs) i i
0: honestly think that was definitely a scripted one but like you said i i I would like to think people aren't but i've met too many people so
2: um out there that was real that was a legitimate like that was amazing. Like, if that was real, if
1: it was real, I got it. If it was real, we got and we got uh, JC kind of telling uh, this one. This, this one actually uh, is for you here. And he says, um, You know, <laughs> and Jeremy, hope oh, Joni never pulls that on you, bro. Steve, no, Joni
0: and I are done. Done. My kids are grown out of the house. We know I love children, but no, no, we are not starting from scratch. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, you never know oh
0: no it, it, it would be it would be the second coming um right. it would be a miracle
1: <laughs> well this last one right here this gentleman actually took a prank to the next level i mean you really have to actually go all out for this one i mean this one it's not bad take a look oh
0: brilliant absolutely brilliant you know me i love pranks i mean this is bruno you love it kirk was Uh, you know kirk cameron who was my big brother on the show was the ultimate prankster I mean, literally, every we pulled pranks on everybody. Producers, crew, Tracy, quite a lot. You know, Tracy Gold, who played my sister. Um, Kirk was the ultimate prankster. To the point that our producers, our cast, and our entire crew got together with America's Funniest Home Videos and pranked him. America's oh Funniest Home Videos stole his car. He was getting it worked on. They convinced him to take it into the shop. And they stole his car from the shop with the shop and everybody was on board and then called him to tell him his car had been stolen and that they've found they then later retrieved it they brought out this um i think he had an accord at the time he they brought out this stripped stripped accord that was the same model as his wow. they even put a picture of his family on the dashboard where he kept it to make it look like it I love pranks. I love pranks. That's what I was raised with. I mean, one time we actually grabbed, um, I distracted one of our uh, producers, and Kirk pickpocketed his car keys. And took his car and hid it on Fantasy Island, which was on our lot. He nah. hid it in the jungle of Fantasy Island <laughs> that was on our lot and then left him a scavenger hunt of notes all across the, oh, the studio God. to try and find his
1: car. You, as soon as he found the car, you should have had Tattoo say, "Bast the car! The car! <laughs> <laughs> actually, this, actually, That was actually, an
0: absolutely next level prank. I love it.
1: It should have been. Actually, it would have sounded more like this. Bah! <laughs> oh man so i bruno what did you think about that prank have you ever I actually, I actually saw
2: that one um a couple of weeks ago and i died bro i di- those are the best when they almost pee their pants it is hilarious bro oh my god
1: the expression on her face she's like hers ah! <laughs> oh, like, was great but
0: he, he jumped Two feet when he walked over and saw it. So. <laughs>
1: he really did on that one. Oh, <laughs> well, glad you guys enjoyed that. And uh, Derek actually has a message for you uh, talking about the, the second coming that you were talking about with Jody and everything. He says, Second coming, was that a pun intended? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it when it came out of my mouth that that That's was going clever. to be a problem. You, you, you got you to gotta love, love our audience. <laughs> they always have the best jokes here. All right, folks. Uh, moving on to some uh, weird and outlandish news. This one actually uh, has to do with a man calling a cop on a prostitute, Jeremy? Yeah, so um... –
0: clayton not county florida, officers though. it's not, not florida man no florida we're, man. we're close it's south oh, carolina we're 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 getting in the vicinity but no again we're leaving florida alone florida's been you know above board for a few weeks now i can't Why? find any any new crazy florida man stories so i don't know what he's doing maybe he's on vacation but
1: uh <laughs> he's giving everybody so, a chance to like up one up him <laughs> so we
0: have Clayton County officers, Clayton County in South Carolina, responded to a prostitute prostitution call. Authorities spoke with Jonathan Reynolds, who reportedly told officers he had given a woman $40 to engage in sexual acts with him. And then she ran off and disappeared with the money. Oh, my God. So the officers were able to sift through surveillance and find the woman, then track down the man, and they are now both going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Reynolds is charged with pandering and solicitation. Williams is facing charges of prostitution and giving a false name and date of birth. So again, this is right along the level of the Florida man we talked about about a year ago who called the cops because his drug dealer gave him bad drugs. <laughs> Folks, when you're committing a crime, don't call the cops when a crime when the crim when the person you're committing the crime with commits a crime on you. It's just common sense. I mean, the cops love it. They're very thankful for the help. But what are these people thinking?
2: Oh, Homie just took the L, 40 bucks. Oh well. Wow.
1: Exactly. Jesus. I mean, talk <laughs> about talk about the second coming. Um <laughs> No, he didn't get it. That's Actually, the no, problem. He, right. he oh. didn't get it. That was the problem. <laughs> oh my god, that's too much. <laughs> my brain is just all over. Um, I think <laughs> more of these
0: guys need to watch the show. We can give them tips. It's I just, know.
1: not a good idea. Take the L,
0: walk away.
1: <laughs> just just don't. Just please. Just just it's 40 bucks. It's 40 bucks. You'll be okay. It's, it's man, that's a cheap prostitute though. It's a, it's a cheap bucks. lesson to learn. <laughs> jesus criminy um we got other uh jc actually had a story actually um that uh, he wanted to share a bizarre story uh basically saying uh i sent jeremy and dave a really bizarre story about a school bus driver who asked her students for gas money at a gas station and when she did get it she ordered them all off the bus three miles from the nearest student's home <laughs> wow jc i
0: didn't see that i would i would have definitely brought that up that's insane and if i was one of those parents oh oh, that bus driver would have a problem
1: oh it would have been on like donkey kong i mean well bruno you're a parent as well right
2: yeah but I'm, i'm trying to figure out why she's asking for gas money i don't they give her like a gas card or isn't that part of the job like you we give you as,
0: gas? as far as I know, I mean, I had friends who, you know, I, I made friends with our bus drivers in high school who were taking us all over to our tennis matches and, you know, volleyball things and whatever else we were going to. And as far as I know, their buses were filled up for them beforehand, you know, at the lot or whatever. And then they were sent out for the day. Yeah, so I-, I this this is very fishy to me. Yeah, what? I think
2: that bus driver was asking for gas money for something else. I don't think she was asking for gas.
1: Well, apparently the kids didn't bud because JC continued on saying it's, uh, it's in our Instagrams, actually, so I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, the kids didn't give her the money, so it was a ship as far as the driver was concerned. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, you know, if you ran, I mean, maybe it's not their fault. If they were actually ran out of gas, whoever's in charge of that should have had that bus filled up. So I don't think that's as much on the driver. If the bus ran out of gas... They didn't have much choice but to let the kids out,
1: right? I mean, that's just but asking the kid what—that's a new version of asking for your lunch money at that point. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Oh wow! Uh, I wanted to welcome uh, Ireland to the stream right now. Good show. Uh, Good evening, everyone. Great show. Thank you very much uh, for enjoying it so far. Uh, That yeah, that was that was a trip and a half for me right there. Not so much of a trip for the kids because they got off on the nearest stop. Very short. I'd be (laughs) pissed. I would be. I gotta go pick up my kid. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah. No, it's all bad. Well, in other crazy, outlandish news, this one, this one gives me Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park vibes here. Scientists are reincarnating the woolly mammoth, and it's set to return in just four years. Four years. Now, according to uh, this, one, this actually came from puberty at uh, puberty on Instagram. Woolly mammoths may no longer just belong to the history books and could be. Uh, could well be real animals again in our lifetimes this is all thanks to the efforts of scientists who are in the process of reincarnating the ice age beast with a plan (laughs) with a plan to bring it back in as little as four years news of the mammoth's return was broken by the biotech company colossal who are working on its reincarnation of sorts having begun the project back in 2021 Last year, the company recently uh, got another big boost in the form of $60 million in funding for a series A, which will help them continue the gene editing work required to bring the animal back to life. The firm said that they're planning to reintroduce the woolly mammoth to the si- to the same ecosystem it used to live in. I'm confused. Is
2: there something about the woolly mammoth that I'm not aware of? of did they have like magical meat or fur or is because there's like a million different kind of animals you could bring back. I don't understand why that one. I here oh I am I have
0: to go Jurassic Park with this. I am with the character Malcolm Jeff Goldblum's character okay These were animals that were chosen for extinction. Okay, these were not animals that were hunted out of extinction by man. These are not animals that were pressed into extinction by overdevelopment and having their lands taken away. These were animals who went extinct through natural selection. They were Mm -hmm. chosen to go extinct bringing them back is absolutely one of the stupidest ideas I can possibly think of seriously. I mean, it's literally the first step to these idiots moving on to Jurassic park and dinosaurs and things like that. It literally is the first step to that. Why? why like you said you imagine if the in new york <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me i mean bruno what you exactly what you said is the what does it bring why would we do this i mean they're doing it just for the sake of doing it and science just for the sake of saying we could do this never goes well
2: bro 60 million is a lot of money that we could possibly be doing something else instead of bringing back an extinct elephant yeah I mean, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want people getting mad at me. <laughs> well, it's
1: it's it's in the same family. I mean, that's pretty much their ancestors right there. But it's just it's one of those things where I just <laughs> I don't get it either. Like I don't understand why is this happening. I mean, it's already the world is already kind of messed up as it is. I mean, is this man's way of feeling guilty that you know they're they're the the, the uh, Homo sapiens killed off all the mammoths for their furs and everything to keep themselves yeah, so they, warm and they everything? They didn't they didn't
0: you know we, a, a mammoth i mean given we don't know everything about that time i mean it was there were no written records that we you know can read and can follow but the fact is you're talking about tribal people indigenous people who would hunt these things down these were massive massive animals they didn't have to kill a lot of them to feed the village you know what i'm saying these were not hunted to extinction and they roamed at very large numbers it's very similar to the wild buffalo in america back in the day before we started hunting them for meat and profit you know, the Indians literally moved with the buffalo. The tribes would follow where the buffalo went, and they only had to take a few. And there were millions and millions, but they only had to take a couple a month to keep everybody fed. So there's plenty of time for them to rebuild the populations. From what I've heard, what I've read, it was the same thing with the with the mammoths. They were not hunted out of extinction, you know?
2: I think I we're miss- only- we we got to be missing something. There's got to be something that we don't know. Like, maybe... Something in their DNA, or because I, it just it's mind-boggling because there's like like a million different animals that we could bring back, and we're bring, deciding to spend sixty million. on. I mean, right
1: now the polar bears are becoming extinct. Mm-hmm. So, So the so is the bald eagle. I mean, say the ones that are here. Yeah, the ones that are here now. Those are becoming mm-hmm. because of man. So these should be ones that we should try to go ahead and keep. You know, because I mean, bees, bees right now are going extinct and they are a part of our ecosystem. We need no, bees. not a not
0: a part. They are the central for if we lose the bees, it's all over. It's all I, over. I heard it disrupts
2: the entire ecosystem. Everything, everything,
0: everything right? Everything. We're done. Yeah, if, the the bee, if we lose the bees, we're done. There's no more plants. There's no more flowers. There's no more fruit. There's no more vegetables. There's no bees go.
2: We're
1: done oh man i just i so, don't get it. But I'm we're in like, it for the bees
2: i don't know about the elephants but i'm in it for the bees this right? is insane to me I'm
1: in no tell me it. about it when i saw it i was like oh we're gonna have a field day with this one uh and in our studio in our, in our audience right now studio audience in our audience right now uh we got uh derek that says shoot aren't they going to just die off from heat stroke I mean, good point care when we're going through global warming those animals were built for the ice age they were not you know? in the ice age although global warming i mean we're getting pretty close.
0: Well, at times, but you know, I mean, this is, I mean, they were built for
2: a completely different world. I, sorry,
0: I just, this, extent, this makes no sense on any extent, level. The extent
2: knowledge of knowledge on Woolly Mammoth that I have is Ice Age. That's as far as I know. I don't
1: know nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in 4 years because <laughs> he said it'll happen in 4 years. I mean, I'm curious to see what they look like. I mean, how they're going to make them like I'm curious to see the pictures, the first pictures of what this for lack of a better word abomination is gonna be looking like. I mean, I'm kind of scared. I'm not gonna lie, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens in four years. I mean, God only knows. In one year, we'll probably die up of a freaking asteroid kills us all. And then there's natural selection for you. <laughs> so news. positive, Dave.
0: I for love these. your uplifting, positive attitude.
1: <laughs> in other news, in entertainment news, Chris Rock has decided to speak out about the Will Smith slap in his new Netflix special. Now. Bruno, you've seen it, I'm sure. I haven't seen it, but in his special, he actually says he actually references to what happened, and I mean, <laughs> couldn't come at a better time. The Oscars is coming up, and his special just dropped almost a year after the slap happened. In part of the uh, in part of his stand up, he actually says, uh, "They say words hurt." Uh, Anybody who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Uh, He went on to go ahead and say, you all know what happened to me. Getting smacked by Suge Smith. Everybody knows. Everybody effing knows. I got smacked like a year ago. And people are like, did it hurt? It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. So (laughs) he went ahead and made the song,
2: by the way, if people don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean and and everybody is talking about it. I mean he's he's basically calling, you know, Will Smith the b-word, you know, for doing what he did. Obviously, he's very he he references Jada Pinkett Smith, who that was the reason why, because he, he made fun at the Oscars in case nobody knows, which I doubt if you're if you haven't heard about this, you've been living under a rock uh, that basically, you know, he made fun of her hairdo because she had no hair. Will Smith got up, smacked him in the face live on television. It's something that everybody was talking about for the longest time. So now Chris Rock. Is crying all the way to the bank because everybody's tuning in to this Netflix special just to watch and just to see what he has to say about this whole ordeal. Now, Bruno, you watched the special. How was it? It was
2: really good. Um, He addressed it at the very end.
3: When was the last time you found a professional look that fits so well you felt like you could take on anything? Indochino believes you shouldn't fit your clothes, they should fit you, your body, personality, and style. Because finding the perfect fit is about more than your measurements, it's how you show the world who you are. Design every detail of your suit to be totally you with Indochino's new women's wear line. Simply submit your measurements online or visit an expert style guide at an Indochino showroom. They have hundreds of high-quality fabrics and details to choose from and are always adding new options, so you can add your own flair. With endless ways to customize, designing an outfit is easy. Just tell Indochino how you want it, and that's how they'll make it. Find your perfect fit and stand out in style with a custom suit from Indochino for 10% off use promo code women when you visit indochino.com to book a showroom appointment or place an order that's i n d o c h i n o.com promo code women
2: and he i mean whatever he was feeling he let you know he i mean he said it and then the he had a lot of uh haters telling him oh my god it's been a year let let it go like just forgive and forget or whatever and then it's like, no, you know, he has kept his mouth shut. He hasn't said anything. And then he decides to talk about it on his special. You know what? You smacked me. You got to do your apologies. You got to tell your business. You got to do everything you wanted. Now it's my time. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. This is what you did. And if you don't like it, don't be punching people in the face. I mean, that- it happened on a global on a global platform. Like, come on. And if he wants to talk about it, let him talk about it. He has kept his mouth shut for a whole year. And now he's speaking out and it's his time. And if he wants to talk about it, I think he, sh- he has every right to.
0: See, I'm with you on that completely. Um, you know, once you lay your hands on somebody like that in a public forum, you know, it's it's this is not a private affair anymore, you know, and you you humiliated another human being. You emasculated them in front of the world. Uh, Chris has got every right to go after him in any way he wants in his comedy special. You know, Absolutely. Um, I'm really interested to see it because I want to, I want to like it. Okay. I really do. But I've also talked to a lot of people and I've read a few reports as well. I've heard good and bad, but I've read a lot of reports that say Chris is falling into the same trap. A lot of comedians do as they get older and they're turning into the angry, grumpy old man. And he, you know, it's just a take I heard on it. I also heard people who said they really enjoyed it. But, and I'm not talking about him talking about Chris. I mean, the whole special they were talking about. It just, he sounded, I think one guy quote said, you know, it sounded like the old guy standing on, you know, his front lawn yelling at kids to get off. He's just grumpy and pissed and not as funny and cutting edge as he once was. So I'm hoping that's not the case. I really want to see it. I want to laugh my butt off. Like I have almost every Chris rock special. I mean, I I've been watching Chris since his very first special, you know, I love the guy. Um, so I'm really interested in seeing it. But when it comes to the Will Smith stuff, no, whatever will whatever happens, Will had coming to him. I'm sorry. You know, I everybody knows there's been plenty of people who were involved who've talked about Will's mental state at that point, which we all knew was pretty fragile. He was spread very thin. He was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. He was working on too many projects. He was shot mentally. It doesn't excuse it, but people have tried to make for some understanding. And I get that. I do. I mean, everybody can have a really awful, awful moment where you just snap. I've been there more times than I can count.
2: I think Chris Rock was just the last straw. Mm -hmm. I think everything was piling and piling and piling. And and then we don't know his life at home. I was just going to mention that actually because
1: we we don't know. Yeah, I mean, at that point, on top of that, he was having issues with Jada. So, I mean, it was just like piling on, like you said, Bruno. And then you don't even know, like,
2: I mean, honestly, bro, like that whole situation with that if you're married, that stuff stays in your house. You don't go on a red table and then discuss it and then have everyone give an opinion. And then the aftermath is people telling you, like he said, like like Chris Rock said, oh, you're a B, you're a B, you're a B, you're a B. Those were the reactions that he got. So he's getting all this, all this retribution from all the stuff that he's been doing. And then Chris Rock goes and makes fun of his wife. And his wife just gives him the side eye. And he's like, okay, I got to do what I got to do. And then that's it. He was the last straw. I mean, (laughs) unfortunately, unfortunately it was at the Oscars, and that's like the worst. It would have been different if you would have caught him like at a street corner at at a at a froyo or whatever. But this was the Oscars. I mean, and
0: and truthfully, that's the first thing I thought of. You know, if I mean, I thought the joke was pretty tame. But again, her dealing with her hair loss, her alopecia, and all of that stuff—that was unknown to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone Mm. came after Joni and said something horribly inappropriate in front of a bunch of people, I would not have stormed up there, especially in a comedy setting. I mean, if he was just up on stage attacking her for no reason, that'd be a different story. That'd be a very different story. But a comedian doing a joke I felt was inappropriate, my words would have been had backstage.
2: And that's that's another thing they were saying. They were saying like Chris Rock was not physically assaulting Jada. So Jada was in every right to defend herself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it wasn't.
2: It wasn't. I know that that's your husband, and but he's there to have his moment. He's nominated for an Oscar. He's everybody's watching him, you know. So if if it was a moment for 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 self defense, it was Jada who should have done it because she and, wasn't being physically attacked, you know. And I mean, the moment.
1: I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. What what uh, Jeremy said. I'm gonna piggyback off that and pretty much put it in your situation, Bruno, as well. I mean, you're you're married as well. And, you know, if, if somebody were to attack, you know, your, your husband, I mean, how would you react to something like that?
2: It just depends. If, if, if I'm not, if I'm a public figure, I have to keep that in mind because it's not just me, it's everybody watching. You know what I'm saying? If my husband is being physically attacked or physically assaulted, that's a different story. Then yeah, I'm going to jump in because that's assault, but if they're talking smack or they're insulting him or belittling him, I gotta I gotta assess the situation because I have to realize that I'm a public figure and everything I say is gonna be used, is gonna go viral, and it's just gonna have a whole bunch of consequences.
1: Not to mention you're also you're also trained in mixed martial arts as well, so you really have I to be know. careful. Oh my God, do.
2: trust me. No, I,
1: don't, haven't you? I remember. I think you told me. A while back, there was an incident, wasn't there? uh, Between uh, that somebody did something with like, that that really annoyed you, got to the point where you were about to like, I think it was your neighbor. That's what it was. I think it was your neighbor.
2: Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry, babe. I'm going to tell the story. Um, (laughs) My neighbor uh, is racist. Uh, I've never dealt with racism this way. Never in my life. But he hated me for the simple fact that I'm Mexican. That simple. And he threw a rock at me. No, that's it's a brick. He threw a brick. He threw a brick at me and he missed. And then I ran into my house and he just kept throwing the bricks at my door, at my door, at my door. I told I told my, my husband, I told him, like, dude, because that's his uncle. I was like, well, family member. He doesn't want me to call him uncle. But I was like, go check him or I'm going to check him myself. And trust me, when I check him, there won't be problems. Because I didn't do anything, I didn't say anything. I've never spoken to this man. to this, to this day, if I meet him on the street, I have no idea what he look, looks like because I don't have that kind of relationship. But he hated me for the simple fact that I was Latino, right? So he threw a brick at me and I I, I and fumes, anger, fumes, you know. So I, I literally if he hadn't have come out and talked to him, I would have went outside and I would have broke his arms. That's how angry I was because I've never experienced hate in that way ever.
1: And that's the, – and the bad – the worst part about it is since you're trained, you would have been to blame.
2: I, I would have been – yeah, I would have been me. And you know what? The police actually said that. The police said, you know what? Well, what would have happened is we would have arrested both of you guys. You guys would have been both arrested, and then we'd have to clear it out over there. So I'm being assaulted. I get bricks thrown at me, and I still get arrested.
1: Yep. Yeah, it, cool. it's, it's, a, it's tough. I mean – you know, I've practiced mixed martial arts and whenever I graduate to the next belt, my sensei, my sifu would tell me, "Use what I have taught you uh at your own discretion, but be be mindful that this is for self-defense only and you could actually be like you could be liable for stuff like that." You know, oh, whenever yeah. you like whenever you're like involved in mixed martial arts. Any qualities well,
2: you, that you're supposed to they're teaching you dis- discipline and and patience and self-control.
0: Any quality sensei or instructor is going to give you those instructions. My longtime sensei for years, we had different techniques that we would learn at different times. And when we were learning the more aggressive, violent stuff, he made it very clear. This is not a situation. This is not something to use in a one-on-one fight. This is not something to use in a two on one fight. This is something to use when you are outnumbered and your life is at stake, when they have a weapon, when there are five to six guys with pool cues or what, you know, they any any good teacher of mixed martial arts of, of any martial art is going to make that very clear. Yeah.
1: And even in in even in a situation like that, they still at least uh one of my uh teachers told me that even in that situation, you're only allowed if it's a three on one situation, you're only allowed to break uh uh one limb on one on on two out of the three assailants and then hold the last one down because that's legally, that's all you're allowed to do. Legally. That you can't break all three of their limbs or all three of them. You have to at least break two of them and then hold one down until authorities get there. So I, need- I mean it's I need to figure out how that
2: math was done. <laughs> yeah, tell me
1: about <laughs> it. <laughs> that well, math weird. We, got, we do got like a lot of people are actually chatting on here. Uh, we got uh, Brian from the Beeline web show saying Chris Rock is king. He's, uh, you know, he, he definitely loved that special right there. So. There goes there goes that one right there, uh, and we got uh, Carl's is actually saying spot on, Bruno, to your first uh, initial comments as well. Uh, so we got people that are uh, that are actually like they're they, uh, we love the interaction. Continue to interact with us because we got more news coming your way. But uh, yeah, as far as this is concerned, Chris Rock decided to go ahead and uh, you know spill the tea. And he was, you know, he was, he, he needed, he needed, a, he needed a way out. This is yeah. every single person needs a way to vent. Come, this, him being a comedian and him, him, him having the platform that he has, he said, you know what, this is how I'm going to vent. This is what I'm going to say. He, he even said it in his special. I'm not going to cry to Oprah. I'm not going to go on any of those like sit down shows. I'm not going to do interviews like that. This is how I vent. This is how I let out my frustrations and how i let what i want to say out through any. comedy and through everybody. You know what the any. funny thing
2: is, you punched me on a globally televised show, you better be- and then you better believe i'm going to make money. Because when that happened, his ticket sales boom. Oh yeah. Skyrocketed. Like, yeah.
1: Skyrocketed. Yeah,
2: and
0: any any stand-up comedian We're will tell same. you, especially the best of the best. They use that stage mm-hmm. as their therapy. Yep. Okay. Most stand up comedians are tortured people. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the ones who have been truly great. If you go down the line, most of them have a lot of demons they're dealing with. And that stage is therapy. Getting up there and being able to laugh about these things that have tortured them is therapy. It's cathartic, you know. So, I, you know. It's anybody who thought this wasn't gonna happen, you were being extremely naive. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. this is absolutely what Chris should have done.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. And then we got JC saying, uh, stand up is Chris Rock's release for all the bad things that happened in his life. And I applaud him for using it that way, especially in this instance. I think we all applaud him for this because yeah. he actually did it in a positive well, <laughs> he did it in a positive way, but still. He's getting back at at Will Smith for humiliating him because that was utter humiliation that he actually just swallowed for a year. He just had that in him for a year. And I'm sure his wills are trimmed. like, okay, he pissed me off. He humiliated me in front of millions Let's see how I could use this to my advantage and get back at him for this. So, I think this is the best revenge, in my opinion, uh, that Chris Rock used. So, I you're gonna love it. it. It's it's
2: it's it's classic Chris, it's classic Chris Rock. I, I've been watching Chris Rock forever, also. And when I saw it last night, it was classic the same. Awesome. I mean, the, the comedy, bro, like times are evolving, the evolution is technology blah blah millennial it's a lot of stuff so a lot of the people are gonna find it like uh it's grumpy old man on the porch but you know what his comedy is also evolving but he is classic chris rock he is nice. hilarious
1: can't wait to watch it make sure everybody checks it out his special is actually streaming live on well not streaming live but it's streaming on uh netflix so go check it out in other entertainment news drew barrymore uh talks alcoholism after divorce now Uh, this is something that was shocking to me, uh, Jeremy, that you brought this up. And, uh, I mean, you, you know, Drew, you, 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 uh, dated her briefly when you were younger. Uh, and this hits, I'm sure this hits close to home to you actually.
0: Well, it does. I mean, being an alcoholic in recovery, this always hits home and I don't like seeing anybody stumble, but the truth is in recovery, stumbles are often a part of the process. They don't have to be, I've known many people who got sober, you know, the first time and have stayed sober 25, 30, 40 years. But that's not the usual story. It's not my story. I've gotten sober and I've screwed up and I've stumbled and I've I've thankfully never fallen back off the cliff full into my alcoholism. But I've had my moments where I've stumbled as well. But apparently in 2016, after Drew's divorce from Will Koppelman, um, she couldn't deal. And uh Unfortunately, she was dealing with depression and um, she felt like she had uh, failed her children, um, you know, by getting divorced and it was too much for her to handle. And she went back to the bottle after after having been sober for an extreme. I mean, she entered rehab for the first time at 13 years old, you know, and had been doing incredibly, incredibly well for I don't know if she had any stumbles in between there. Um, They weren't really made public or talked about, but. She was doing really well. She had a lot of years of sobriety. I mean, obviously her own production company, you know, movies producing everything someone in the entertainment industry could want. And she stumbled.
2: I could I've been I've been through a divorce and it's hard. It's real hard. It's it's it takes a toll on your body physically, emotionally. And then I get it. She has kids and she feels like she failed her kids. I have a daughter. It's just the worst feeling. And then I can't even imagine like the stress that she has a part of being, you know, she's a mother, a a wife, uh, an actress, a production company, like having all of that. And then all the stress hitting you at the same time, then you still have to put on a face and then live your life like nothing's wrong. And then you go home and then you know, she's battling demons with her alcoholism, and she's trying to fight it. It's I get it. It's hard, and it's it's part of the process. Yeah, she's gonna stumble, but I promise you. I mean, if she really wants to quit, she'll get the strength to do it again, stop, and continue and move forward. Because she's she's very strong. I mean, for someone who 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 went into to to um rehab at thirteen, that had to be rough. That had to be I rough. Mean,
1: so I mean, her mom didn't help matters. I mean, no, I mean,
2: okay. we can get into
0: all the parent bashing and stuff, but the truth is, no, it didn't. I mean, she was doing her mom's coke, you know, but that was also at nine years old because she was who she was. She'd go to a club or a bar for a publicity thing and they'd give her drinks if she asked for it. Okay. I mean, thankfully, at that age, that stuff does not happen as often anymore. I mean, I. No one would have handed me a drink at that at that young age, although given they did it at 12. So it wasn't that much later. But again, apparently it got so bad for her that her longtime therapist basically told her, if you won't stop drinking, I can't work with you anymore that was her first eye-opening moment because this is somebody who's been a very huge part of her life for a very long time but even she admitted that that wasn't enough to get her sober she was still battling it and what really helped her was she got the offer for her new show the drew barrymore show that she's doing this talk show she does and she realized that I can't do a show of that level. That's that intense. That's that involved that I am literally the creator, the producer, the everything on, I can't do that while I'm in the bottle. And she started doing the work again and she got sober, um, more props to her. Yeah. And God, God Absolutely. bless you drew for doing it because it is harder to get sober than it is to stay sober. That is one of the cliches of recovery, but it is so freaking true. Um, You know, it's it's a lot easier to fight through that one moment of weakness than it is to try and battle that monkey on your back. And truthfully, the way I've always tried to look at it, this is why there's no no one's ever recovered. No alcoholic, no addict. You are never recovered because it's never done. Okay, it's a process of recovery. The, the analogy that's been used in, in recovery for a long time is my addiction is that 500-pound gorilla in the corner doing push-ups, getting stronger, waiting for my weak moment. <laughs> that's why you got to stay vigil. That's why you got to keep working. And whether you work a program, whether you're working with a therapist, whatever you're doing that helps you stay sober, you got to keep doing it. It's something I'm going to still be doing 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, if I'm still alive, you know, it's, it's, I'm still going to be doing that work if I want to give myself the best chance at staying sober.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And uh, we got uh, Ireland actually commending you guys. I'm finally glad you guys are up and going so that's always that's always uh you know I mean like it's true I mean it's good to see that you know it, we, we all go through hardships we all go through these things I mean I unfortunately I'm celebrating a very unfortunate anniversary today uh my mother's passing today uh and 7 years today and anybody I mean one of the biggest fears that my mom had for me was that I was going to kill myself because that's how close I was to her And I basically told her, I was like, why would I go ahead and, you know, like, why would I go ahead and diminish your legacy, your memory by destroying my life? The life that you gave, like she saved, she actually was going to sacrifice her life to have me born because when I was being born, I was actually going upwards instead of downwards during labor. And the doctor gave her a choice. It's either you or your son make a choice. And she was like, you know, she was like, let him live. I've lived my life. So, and there was more times that she saved my life more times. So it would be easy for me to just jump off a bridge, just let it, you know, end it all. But no, I told her I wouldn't do that. That's not me. That's not who I am. I mean, we all go through, we all go through hardships. It's all, it's something that we all go through, but, you know, being an addict, it's something that is, it's something that's always haunting you. It's always there. Like you said, Jeremy, it's like the gorilla is just getting stronger and stronger and just, you know, making itself, just waiting for the opportunity to strike again. So, it, you know, I commend you, Jeremy for and, and Drew, for the struggles that you guys go to all the time because it's it's a disease. It's a disease that just won't go away. And it's not easy for it to go away. So definitely commend you for that. Uh, JC uh, went ahead and also commented, he says applause to Drew and to you Bruno for being open about hardships like divorce and other negative times. The thing though is life in any aspect is a road of risks for stumbling when dealing with challenges of varied types. It's how the individual handles it in the moment and later in life that matters.
2: Yeah.
0: JC, it's a really good point. That's one of the things we talk about in recovery all the time. The substance, the addiction is not the issue. It's a a symptom of the issue. It's our screwed up way of dealing with the issue. But taking away the drug or the alcohol, the issue is still there. You know, and you have to keep working at that or else you never get better you will go back to the drug or the drink or whatever it is. Um, that's just the case. I mean, I've, I've, there's been so many people who, I'm going to do it on willpower and I'm going to do this. And there have been people who've been able to. There's a famous story in recovery about a businessman who was his just drinking his business right into the ground. And we're talking about like a Fortune 500 company. And he made the decision that he was going to get sober and he was going to stay sober as long as he was working. And he did like, I mean, another 20 something years, this man stayed sober. And from the time he retired, he only lived another six months or so because he started drinking like the next day after he stopped working, he started drinking damn near the next day. And they said he was basically in a bathrobe and his slippers with a bottle drinking himself to death within weeks. That's how insidious addiction is. If you don't deal with the issues that cause it, that drive you to it, then you never
1: will get better. Wow. Well, again, you know, I mean, it's in a sense, it's also shocking because I mean, drew like she's just such a beautiful person. Like I I love, I mean, I see her and I just send, I have the sense that she's just a wonderful person, a wonderful human being, a wonderful mother. Like, she's she got a, she so much she, she so has a so
0: wonderful wonderful spirit i mean you can just see it anytime i mean anytime i've seen her in the years since her and i knew each other as kids you know she's always been just the sweetest warmest person to everybody she has an amazing spirit and soul she's a giver she's a lover she's you know out there for everybody and i have seen across.
2: I haven't seen, well. I've seen some of the episodes on the the Santa Clarita Diet. Is that that's what she's on? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's now. one of the ones she's on. Seen that, I've seen a little bit, but it wasn't until she started her talk show. I love that she's on it because she's more. If you feel like, wow, she's a beautiful person. Like you, you see her as who she is. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, wow. Okay, now if you would have told me she had a drinking problem and I've never seen her on a talk show, I'm like, oh well, that's just another actress, I guess, struggling. Um, I hope they get better, but seeing her on, on, on her talk show. And then you telling me that she's going through that, I feel so bad for her. Cause you could tell she's a genuine heart. She's a beautiful person. And, um, I, I really like her. I really, really like her when she's on, when I watch her on her talk show, I'm like, oh my God, she's so nice. Like she's like, like, like like, not this neighbor, but maybe this neighbor, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, like, like I would, I would, I would sit down on the couch and talk to her.
1: No, she's 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 really wonderful. I mean, she's. I still think she's very. I I still find her very attractive. I find her very sexy as well. She's got this look about it. It's like, wow, you're really, you're really. <laughs> you still got that oh, sexiness wow. that that sexiness that never goes away, don't you, Drew? You know, <laughs> like she still's got it. So I mean, I'm so happy that she's uh found, she's found a really cool outlet in her in her talk show that basically allows her to just have fun and just enjoy life the way she's seems like she's always wanted to. And I think in part also Adam Sandler has been a great outlet for her as well in having her be his love interest in a lot of his movies. I think that saved her life too. Uh, being like when, when The Wedding Singer came out, I think, you know, having Adam Sandler, I'm a firm believer that Adam Sandler saved her. From from you know falling off the deep end because before the wedding singer it seems like she was kind of falling off for a while I mean maybe I'm well, off on this
0: she was she was doing her own thing and while I don't know what the who hired who aspect of wedding singer is I can tell you that fifty first dates was her production company not his.
2: Mm. And that was a good movie. I oh, love, it.
0: love that film.
2: I love that movie.
0: I'll tell you a quick story. My, uh, my mother-in-law and my, uh, my father-in-law, who are extremely conservative. Um, I've, I've said this before. My father-in-law makes John Lithgow's character in um, Footloose look like a wild man. Um, <laughs> Jeez. They sat down to watch that film with us. And my mother in law made it to the scene where the walrus puked on the woman oh. and literally stood up, walked out of the room, and did not come back in till the movie was done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that movie though that Which movie, is a good yeah.
0: thing because she missed some of the more aggressive sexual references and all the other things that really would have offended her so
1: i just i just like the very opener where he was breaking up with the chicks like uh i gotta go gotta go 24 uh, uh, it's too safe all of a sudden they play the hawaii 5 soundtrack and he yep. jumps onto a like onto a wakeboard that was going right by he's like oh he's like what are you doing man he's like dude just kick me to the mainland here's 10 bucks he's like you got it <laughs> he just kept on he's like how, how your nuts bro he's like your balls
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> <Has> your balls <laughs> i love that scene. killing me
0: <laughs> yeah so no, it's a great scene the whole film is hysterical but i believe i could be mistaken but i believe that was her production company that put that together so that wasn't his baby that was hers if i'm not mistaken oh, um
1: so they've had a real great collaboration um
0: every 10 years it
1: seems that every 10 years they yeah. they uh they do a movie together
0: yeah they've had a wonderful collaboration i I think she was already doing enough of her own stuff. I think mm-hmm. the projects with Adam really helped relaunch her comedy career.
1: Well, they did a great job. And again, from what I heard, it seems that her and Adam are going to link up again. They're looking, they're just looking for the right project to link up again. But uh, yeah, she actually mentioned in an interview that they are uh, looking for, for a new project to do together. And uh, again, they're just waiting, yeah. to see the, waiting for the good one. So we'll see what happens there. In other entertainment news, Bruce Willis's wife pleads to the photogs uh, to basically let him be. Uh, she went on uh, social media and she basically uh, had a message for all the paparazzi. Uh, her message was simply this. Quote, if you are someone who is looking after someone with dementia, you know how difficult and stressful it can be to get someone out into the world and to navigate them safely. Even just the cup of even just to get a cup of coffee. It's clear that there's a lot of education that needs to be put uh, to be put worth. Uh so this one is going out to the photographers and video people that are trying to get those exclusives of my husband out and about. Just keep your space. Um, they're just, I mean. It's sad what Bruce Willis is going through. It's even sadder that uh, his family has to, you know, go through this with him and have to, because I I take care of someone who's disabled as well, my father, Uh, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. The older they get, it's very difficult to, to take care of them. And Bruce Willis is suffering dementia. That's someone that's basically, they're losing their memories, they have to like consistently be reminded. They can't be left alone because they could forget of where they're going. So having paparazzi ask this person questions and all this stuff, it takes a toll on the person on on the on the patient and just the mindset. I mean, it's just it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, the family's going through enough as it is. Come on. You know, give these people a chance. I mean, Jeremy as a celebrity, as as an actor, I mean, this is something that this is something that that needs to be dealt with. I mean, especially with somebody that's that's going through dementia.
0: I wish I could say I was surprised. I really do. But I'm not at all because the paparazzi, the majority of the paparazzi are scum. I I know a lot of good paparazzi, people who are respectful, people who are good at their job and can do it being respectful without shoving their way into your car to get that snap, or, you know, shoving in between your loved ones to get that picture or what all the things they do. I mean, you know, is it any wonder? I mean, Alec Baldwin gets a lot of crap for punching out photographers. You come near my newborn? All aggressive like those guys did, you'd be lucky if you're not if you're only getting punched. Okay. I mean, that's the the they have been out of control for a very, very long time. Let me give you a quick analogy. Um, my friend Didi Sorvino, is Paul Sorvino's wife. I didn't know Paul very well. I only met him once. Um, I didn't know Didi, I had never met her, but I was invited to a charity event at the Hollywood Bowl that apparently Paul was very passionate about. Classical music was a big passion of his. And there was a uh, foundation, the Jose Turbe Foundation, that sponsored new up-and-coming artists and um, classical musicians. And they were honoring him at this dinner. Now, he had only passed just a few. I mean, it was within a week. And Didi, his wife, still showed up. Now she was shattered. I mean, she just lost the love of her life and she was a shattered woman, but she still went to honor him. And they got us all together. The paparazzi would not leave her alone. I had to get involved. I almost got physical with one of the cameramen because I saw what they were doing to her. And the one thing she asked was, I will be in the photos. I don't want to be photographed, but I'll be in the photos. Just don't stick me in the middle in the front. You know, let me be in the back where I can feel a little more covered and comfortable. And these sorry assholes kept walking up and grabbing her by the arm and dragging her to the middle of the the picture every time i finally had enough after like the second guy did it i walked over i said come here hun and i brought her i didn't even know her i just i have protective instincts it's just very much ingrained in me i can't see that kind of thing and she certainly was not in a mental capacity to be able to deal with that so i just came over i kind of put my arm around her, i said come here come sit with me come stand with me in the photo and i brought her around to the back and these guys tried to push through us and sure. grab her and drag her back to the front. And I told him flat out, I said, don't touch her again. I said, she's standing here for the photo. And it's, it's just, you know, I actually walked away and had a conversation with the guy because I didn't want to blow it up in front of everybody. And I basically told him, don't do it again, or we're going to have a very big problem. And Dee ended up we ended up talking and she was very thankful that I did that for her. And she invited us the very next night to Paul's Memorial. And I was so honored to get to go to that and be there with her. Um, So it's the paparazzi has no respect, you know, they're doing their job. And unfortunately the fact is the best shot, the, the risque shot, the whatever shot that they're trying to push the boundaries to get is what's going to make them the most money. It's a horrible business. Unfortunately
2: we're living in a time where they're competing paparazzis are competing with everybody because everybody has a phone everybody has a camera so these paparazzis have to be extra aggressive because they have to beat out the regular people who have their cameras like look what just happened with um, Kobe's wife she had to sue the people that are supposed to serve and protect us and they're the ones who ex. Exp- exploited her situation you see what i'm saying it's like if 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 they're doing it imagine what people the 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 paparazzis are getting the shots that people want unfortunately you know Mm -hmm. that's why the 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 fire department or the police department took those snapshots of 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 kobe and then leaked them out because that's what people want to see it's disturbing Mm -hmm. it is disgusting that that's what people want to see, but, you know, that's who, that's who the paparazzis are competing with. So now the paparazzis before, they were just competing within each other. But now they're competing with everybody who has a phone. Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: it's only gotten worse.
1: It's yeah. insane. It's worse. absolutely insane. And to be honest, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think, in my opinion, I think that celebrities, actors, artists, musical athletes, everybody that... Their privacy is invaded by these paparazzi, or their 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 personal space is invaded by these paparazzi. Should come together and create some sort of a union, and go up and go, you know, you know, see if they could talk to their their local congressmen, state, senate, whatever, and create a law that paparazzi's can only be at a certain distance. If they violate that, then they're in violation of that said law. Something, something's got to be done because, I mean, this goes back to Princess Diana. Yeah. Paparazzi were following her, causing her to crash and die because of the paparazzi like all, all over her. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand and these people need to be held accountable. These it, these it, photographers need to be held accountable for this.
0: It, it is. And there's a, there's a line and that's the problem is that too many of these people are willing to cross that line to get the shot. That's going to make them the most money and make them successful.
2: I think um, the problem is because the the paparazzi feel like, well, they, they chose this life. This is what, this is what comes with being oh, famous and a celebrity. And I, and, and to some, to some extent, I agree. I agree. You know, you want to be a, a movie star, you have to take every, the good and the bad. Um, but there has to be a line because these actors, they're human. We're human. And we, you know, we understand that we give up a lot of our, our anonymity, but we still should have some kind of I mean, that's what social media is for. You wanna know what I'm doing? Follow me on social media. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta be hiding in my bushes. You don't gotta be taking pictures of me in my you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's so disgusting how aggressive they can be.
0: No, that's all that's all it is. I gave up a lot of my privacy, you know, being on the show. And believe me, it bothered me at times, but the benefits far outweighed that. I was lucky in that most of the people I dealt with were respectful. They didn't cross the line. And that goes for fans as well as paparazzi and you know, everybody like that. They didn't push those boundaries. So that is a normal, accepted risk of being a celebrity or being in the business. Um, but once you cross that line into invading privacy, um, I Dave's heard the story a million times. I once had a fan who grabbed me by the arm at 14 years old and started dragging me across an amusement park to what? go get a yeah to go get a photo with her daughter. What okay, that's cr- that's you crossing know. a line, especially oh. because I had already said yes and was more than happy to walk with her over to her daughter.
1: It's insane. Uh, we got we got uh, the line. We got Derek. Uh, that actually, he actually, Derek brings up a really good point. If athletes get paid for likeness and student situations where it is used without their permission, uh, when can when can celebrities just do the same? I I agree with that. I think celebrities. I do too, like especially well. I mean,
2: especially when they make when they're making
0: money. I I agree. I agree with it. But the problem is that gets into a lot of the fair use stuff and whatever else. And you being out in public for what is considered paparazzi stuff of just everyday daily life. Mm -hmm. They're not marketing you. That's where the difference is. Oh. If they were using you for marketing a product or a show or something else, that's why athletes are able, able to sue and stuff. But an athlete can't sue for likeness just because they got a photo snapped while they were eating dinner and it ended up in a newspaper. Like so- if Kim
2: Kardashian was at, at a gas station drinking a Coke and then Coke decided to use that picture, that's where the line is drawn exactly like, okay i see
1: well so far i mean bruce willis's wife uh she's uh she's trying to like uh you know emma Emma hemming willis is just pleading uh for the paparazzi to leave them be to you know i respect it doubtful unfortunately we all know how these paparazzis are sh- like They're they, they really it's it's a tough one it's a I tough hope, one i hope
2: they give her the space that she's asking but let's be real it's not going to happen more it's than likely really not. more, than, more likely, than likely not, not happen
1: more than likely not uh well we're actually uh, well, that sound right there is we're going into overtime jeremy uh where are we can, can we go in overtime jeremy Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I I also think we should go on overtime here. We got a couple Uh, good sports
0: stories I want to get into. So,
1: and and more. And and speaking of sports, we're getting into that right now. Johnny Bones Jones, where he uh, goes ahead and captures the heavyweight championship at UFC 285. Let me just say this: and if Brian B is watching, because he was watching before, he was watching. I I don't know if he still is. If he is still watching this stream right now, he is not the goat and I will say this cuz I said this yesterday he mentioned this on his stream he says that John Jones is the goat John Jones has self proclaimed himself the goat John Jones has fought one fight one in the heavyweight division just one I mean he's the goat in in the in the light heavyweight division he's the goat there I'm going to give him that undefeated fine he's the goat he has fought one fight in the heavyweight division in a different division, different weight class. Now, he fights a couple more. He reta- He remains the championship. No one beats this guy. Then I'll bow down and say, yes, he has earned the title of the GOAT. But until that happens, right now he's only gone against one fighter. He's only gone against one opponent so far. The next opponent he wants, Stephen Miocic. So... I mean, and Stipe, he's, 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 he's one of the best. He's one of the best in the heavyweights. I mean, Jeremy, you're smiling. You got a grin on your face. I mean, come on, give me your take on that one.
0: I'm just reserving judgment at this point. You know, unfortunately I don't think we saw a lot in this fight. You know, it's really easy to get overconfident or make a quick mistake. That'll get you locked in a guillotine. Mm. It can, I mean, you know bruno you know i mean it's you can make one little slip get locked in a guillotine the fight's over does that mean that guy was a better fighter than you no it means you slipped up so i i don't know what happened because we didn't see much it happened so quick mm-hmm. and what happens a lot of times with those quick guillotines is somebody slipped somebody made a mistake somebody got a little too aggressive with a move and left their neck open it it, it doesn't speak to who's the better fighter.
2: Um, And you can't, you can't, you can't really call someone a goat after just one fight, you know, because in any, whether it's MMA or, or boxing or wrestling or any of those sports, once you cross over to a different weight class and a different weight division, it's a totally different, it's a different arena. You're fighting different caliber fighters. They're different styles. They hit harder. They, they, they move, they move a little differently. It's just, it's way different. And like you just said, you can just make one mistake and then boom, the fight's over. But you have to really fight different, different types of styles to really find out what kind of fighter you are. And right now, having won and the way he won, you can't you can't self-proclaim yourself a goat. Or I mean or call yourself a goat.
1: I mean, Cerrone. You know, he was one of the top fighters in the heavyweight division in the UFC. Uh, he was even angry in the post uh, press conference. He was angry at himself. He made a mistake because it was a two minute fight. He he got caught in those two minutes, and boom, there you go, new heavyweight, new UFC heavyweight champion, John Jones. I mean, it was that quick, that fast That's to make. I say, give him a.
2: Re- I say let's 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 do a rematch and see how how that goes because it's 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 i bet you would be a different fight he wouldn't make that same mistake i guess you could say but it's a i'm telling you he probably made a mistake he slipped up the guy took advantage two minutes boom fight's over but give me a rematch and let's do this again and i i bet you i bet you it's a different outcome
0: See, I would be very interested in seeing that rematch because, again, that's why I'm reserving judgment. I just don't think we learned much about where he is as a fighter in the heavyweight division in two minutes, you know. So um, I'm hoping, I mean, I've, I've always liked John, you know, as a fighter. Um, his personal issues, addiction issues, and everything else aside, I've always liked him as a fighter. So I hope he is successful. I hope he rises to the challenge. I'd like to see it. But I just don't think we found anything out. I don't think a W under those circumstances is, you know, lends a lot of credibility to him at the heavyweight division.
1: I mean, one one of the cool parts about UFC 285, they crowned the first ever uh, featherweight division. Alexis uh, Grasso won for the first time, first Mexican in the history of the UFC to win the woman's uh, uh, featherweight uh, title. And congratulations to her. I mean, it was a very a, a hard fought battle because I mean <laughs> and, so, and, and an upset, right? Wasn't she was she not favored? She was she was the she underdog. Was, correct. She was the underdog in this. And to, to I mean, you know, with good reason. So, so, so Slanko, uh, I can't pronounce her name. Um <laughs> come on, do it. I, I was
0: gonna try <laughs> <laughs> it won't come out.
1: <laughs> former it's champion right the former champion, I mean, she was tough. She was, she's stronger. I mean, she was pretty much like taking her down over and over again. And you can see it in her face. Alexis, when she grabbed a hold of the rear naked, you can see in her face. She's like, please just tap, tap, come on, tap. And she was like, know, <laughs> pulling back. She's like, come on, tap. And eventually she tapped. she tapped. It was done deal. So an incredible win, an incredible upset by Alexis Grosso. I mean, you know, it was Those amazing. are the
2: fights you want to see. Those are the ones you want to see. Mm-hmm. That that tells you that tells you a lot about who this person is. Yeah, I'll tell you personally. Just recently with UFC, I have
0: been a lot more interested and impressed mm-hmm. with the female division than I have been with the male division. Um, The parody in the male division has gotten so rampant that we haven't seen any. I just am not seeing the dominant forces um like you used to and i i just i have found the 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 women's game so much more interesting. I feel like the, the women
2: they, they, they showcase their skill and their and 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 their their technique a lot more. I, I'm gonna be honest watching watching the the male divi- the, the male's fight is they they're fast and then either they're too fast or they're way too long and they're not enough action for me. When you mm-hmm. watch the women, the women, they sit there and they, they go toe-to-toe and, and they'll fight it out. They will fight, fight, fight. And you don't you don't get the same. Sometimes you do, but I don't pay for those fights anymore. Um, the last time I paid, the fight was like, 50, like 30 seconds. And then I'm like, I'm not doing that no more.
1: Well, I've, well, Bruno, I'm going to go ahead and pose a question to you. Seeing as you have professionally been a professional fighter, boxer, MMA fighter, uh, you have, you know, been in the ring before. You've been in the octagon before. I mean, how are you? I mean, and forgive me for saying this, I actually never seen any of your fights. How did your fights usually end? What was usually your game plan when you go in when you went into these fights?
2: Mine was not to lose, but oh wow. <laughs> um, um, yeah. let me tell you um, the. The last one I did, I it was here in uh, Burbank. And I, I was in, I was the Latino against the Armenian. And the entire, entire, entire um, place was just all Armenian. Oh, so I'm, I'm trying to have my moment where I'm like, yeah. And then like the minute I step onto the, the thing, I get booed. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. I got booed. I was like, you know what? Screw these guys. I'm going to... I'm going to F and win. I didn't, but, um, (laughs) it's hard, but you know what, once, once you're in there, you know, you, everything goes away, everything, your mind goes blank. You, you you don't remember tech, nothing. It's all instincts from that point on. And, 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 and I, I have, I think I had good instincts. I mean, I didn't get a concussion. I didn't break anything. I mean, I just, I got tapped out. You know, I had a tap because I, I, I mean, it didn't happen in the first round. It happened in the the third, but, um, I slipped up, I made a mistake and then I ended up, you know, getting tapped out, but, um, it's awesome, bro. It's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It's great. It's great when you're in there and and, and you're showcasing what you got, you know, it's, it's great when people can respect you and like, oh, that's a guy that can fight. You know, that's a guy that has put in the work, you know, that last fight. It's like, what happened? You know? Yeah. It's like what, what? What are we watching? So, it's that's why I agree. You know, the women—they're the to me right now. I love watching them because it's all technique. Yep. It's all—it's—it's it's aggression. It's like they—who wants it more? You could tell when the guys do it. It's like I said. It's either too short or way too long and not enough action. That's why I don't pay for that shit no more. Sorry, I don't <laughs> yeah, pay sure. it no more. I—I'm I, telling you, the last time I paid, thirty seconds, thirty seconds. Yeah. No, it's
1: insane. Because like, I'm like what the hell. Well, yeah. one person that definitely walked away happy was Drake because the money that he lost in oh. fight the week before, he got it on this side with John Jones. Not, man. <laughs> he got his money back from that fight that he lost with uh, Paul. So, I mean, Drake, man, he's always he's always putting them bets down. So, <laughs> Yeah, but he don't be
2: betting like you and me be betting. He be betting no,
1: he probably. no, he bet he, I think uh what he bet was for about 400,000 was the bet yeah. that he made uh for John Jones so he definitely made that he but he paid it's funny because he actually bet 500 thousand the weekend before so he went a little bit lower this week <laughs> Around. I don't think he wanted to oh, risk yeah. it around. Anywho, well, we'll go ahead and see what happens. Next fight, so far as we know, it's pro- more than likely going to end up being John Jones versus Steve Miocic. That should actually be a really good fight. That one should actually, we, that one, I believe, we're going to go ahead and tell whether or not John Jones belongs in the heavyweight division and whether or not he belongs on top and whether or not he's going to stay on top. We don't know. So we'll see what happens with that. In other sports news, the Saints signed Derek Carr. Derek Carr says bye-bye to the Raiders, goes over to the Saints with a reported deal of $150 million over four years, including $100 million in total guarantees. Now, here's the thing. I think Derek Carr is a very talented quarterback. I think that, uh, you know, I think that his – talents were i guess uh they weren't utilized precisely with the team that he had with the raiders um i think maybe he might actually do better with the saints i may be off in thinking this but the saints uh they have a really good uh team and i think they might be able to build around them uh in this whole thing i mean bruno do you watch football no okay uh <laughs> he's like hey,
2: honesty i love it
1: Talk to me about <laughs> MMA. I'm there. Football, not hey, so much. <laughs> you could have tried to half-ass it.
0: No, that's
2: the way to do it. No, I do not. <laughs> I,
1: I think Bruno's more, more, more shocked at the amount of money that he's getting right Bro, now.
2: No, and you know, what? I respect. No, but I respect it. I respect it. If you, if you're worth that much money, then show me. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Like, if homie's getting paid that much, it's because he's obviously good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and if I work hard and I'm a hey, like, but bro, I didn't make that much money in my fight, but I did make, I, I did all right. You know, I got paid 11 G's, right? And, and yeah. bro, t- right now at, at 45, I will take 11 G's for an ass mm-hmm. kicking. Right now, best believe. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, 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 bro, that's a lot of money. 150,
1: I'll take an ass kicking for $100. <laughs> I need the money. I'm no, just like, <laughs>
2: well, give me 150 million. I'll play some killer ass football for real. There you <laughs> go.
1: There you go. But Jeremy, I mean, you know, your thoughts on this on this deal. My thing with Derek Carr is, you know, he's a very
0: talented quarterback. He always has been, but I put him more in the workman quarterback class. You know, he reminds me. Given he probably has a little bit better skill set, but he reminds me of a Trent Dilfer. Um, you know those kind of guys mm-hmm. and as we saw trent dilfer won a super bowl he got the right team around him with baltimore incredible defense good running game he didn't have to be the hero he could rely on everybody else his job was to not make mistakes and he did it well i see Carr more in that kind of a light mm-hmm. um if he can command that much money hey awesome But is he a Lamar Jackson, you know, Patrick Mahomes? Is he one of those guys? No, he's not. He does not have that game-changing ability. He's not that kind of quarterback. Um, So I don't know. I don't know how beneficial this could be if they build around him properly and give him enough tools to where, you know, he doesn't have to be the hero every week. I think he could be really successful. But if they're planning on leaning on him every week to win the game. A
1: pressure
2: for somebody.
0: I don't, I don't see him leading them to the promised land.
1: I mean, the saints did need a good QB. Uh, you know, they lost their coach. They lost their QB. They needed some sort of mm-hmm. change in their, in their, in their, in their, in their, uh, in their team. So Derek Carr could be that change that they need. We'll just have to see when the season starts. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of right now it's off season. It's the combine. And there's a lot of different like shuffles going around. I mean, there was even a rumor, and this is a rumor, and god, I hope it's a rumor, that uh sources are saying that Tom Brady might be looking towards Miami to come back out of retirement and go to Miami. I hope to god that's not true. It's like, dude, retire, just let it go. I
2: really <laughs> How hope. How old is he already?
1: Well, he- it's not- He's yep.
0: he, I believe he's my age. I believe we're the him and I are the oh, same yeah. age. I, um. <laughs> I I believe I believe he's like 45 or 46 at this point. If, if I'm wrong, I'm only a couple years old. I think he's at least 43 at this point. Oh, so. I don't know
2: how listen, I props to that man that he can fuck. I'm sorry, football at 45. Bro, it's I just, he, I can't even do squats
1: at the gym without screaming for my knees. It's, dude, it cost him his marriage. Let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. It's already cost him everything. Huh? Hmm?
2: How much did he make, though?
1: Oh, he'll make, he'll
0: command a $30 million a year contract minimum. So, and they'll give it I t- mean, t- it's. It's insane amounts I mean. He can command a huge amount of money still, even though he's half the quarterback he used to be. So I mean, I can't blame the guy for going after. but it's not like he needs it. He's been a smart businessman. He's already got hundreds of millions of dollars plus business ventures
2: on the side. Look, this is one thing I've always said. You just said it cost him his marriage. I've always I don't under, I, I don't understand that. like, look, I'm a football player. I'm an athlete. This is what requires for me to be that. I need to be in the gym. I need to work out. I need to be at the games. And then there's there's post stuff. And there's this is the life that I have. This is the life that I've created for myself. Um. Then, okay, you you get a wife. The wife has to understand that. Has to. There's no compromise. Like, this is my life. This is how I make my money. Well, I don't know thing. what happened in their marriage. And that's, I don't know what happened. But that's that's how it is. There's no compromise.
0: Well, that's the thing. She did she did for a very very long time he retired came back and then came back and she was not, not having him. it she was not that's having him. it that's where that came from she oh, was like God. no you were done we were finally done with this i've made my sacrifices i can't do it anymore yeah. that was kind of her attitude and i understood that
2: no that um, i understand yeah yeah that i get because dude you just quit why the hell are you going back it's you know, you i think it's the money
1: i think i think brady's just afraid to like die out in obscurity but the that, thing is he is one of the greatest quarterbacks there is he's not going to be obscure ever he's ever like in the in i do know nfl history books as one of the greatest quarterbacks that was ever I don't, in the NFL. i don't know
2: football but i know that
1: mm-hmm. but yeah. i
2: also i also know i also know when you're that guy you don't just sit down and retire you can't yeah.
0: And no, it's hard to turn off. We've talked about that many, many times, especially we've talked about that with fighters. I mean, that's why so many fighters go so far past where they should. That's why Nate brother
2: does exhibition matches.
0: I
1: was just going to say, I was just going to mention, he was just in an
2: exhibition. You just can't stop.
1: Yeah, he was just in an exhibition match uh, on the same night as 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 the Palm fight. He just did one too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson going back and and fighting again at his age, he still did it again because it's just something that you can't take out. He you can't it.
0: Fighters fight, football players play football. You know, I mean, it's just it's a warrior mentality, and it's you don't just turn that off. And it's, plus,
2: it's that, that's been your life for so long, and then you want to just have me stop and and do what? Sit here and watch the sunrise, or this? I mean, <laughs> Lord. I, I, I couldn't do that i don't play football and i don't fight anymore but I, had, tell me to take a day off and look at the sunrise i lose my mind
1: yeah that's very true uh jc actually made a good point as i said uh, saints needed a hail mary and time will tell if Carr is that in the end that's that, a good very analogy. True. Time will tell and we'll just have to wait until uh, football season to start to see if it actually will happen in uh, other uh, sports news. uh, Legendary NCAA record broken. What's going on with that, Jeremy?
0: So this is a really interesting one. And I got to admit, this one's really kind of pissing me off. Um, (laughs) There is a legendary basketball player. Many people aren't familiar with him because he did not. He was very much ahead of his time. His name was Pete Maravich. His nickname was Pistol. Pistol Pete Maravich. Oh. Had he played in today's game, he'd be one of the most well-known, well-thought-of players ever. But he played in a time where there wasn't a three-point line. He played in a time where it was discouraged to dunk, where behind the back passes were frowned upon, you know, all this kind of stuff. He was magic before there was magic. He was an amazing basketball player and the most prolific scorer in the history of the NCAA. And then give me a few of the stats here. Three years, three year starter, 3,667 points in college. Now, this is at a time with no three point line. This is at a time with, um, uh, A shorter season. I believe they only played like 25 games, 25 to 27 games back then. Now they're playing anywhere from 30 to 33, 34, 35. Um, so anyway, this guy was a legend when it came to scoring. Um, the ability to put the ball in the basket was something that he had that very few people did. And this is a very revered record. Well, apparently a player at a small school, his name is Antoine Davis. He's at Detroit Mercy. He challenged for this record. He's a senior, and he came up three points shy in his last game. Just three points. He missed a three-pointer at the end of the game to come up short. Now, first of all, mad respect to this kid. I don't want to take too much away, even though, yes, it's a longer season. He's got a three-point line, all that stuff. It's an amazing accomplishment. But what pisses me off is his school, who only went 14 and 19, losing record, horrible year for a basketball team, are considering accepting some like fourth tier after tournament to try and get him the record. What? Now that pisses me off. Okay look, I know things change over the years. I mean, when Maris broke the record for Babe Ruth, he was playing in, I think it was 10 more games than Babe Ruth played or 18 more games than Babe Ruth played. Things change. The sport changes. You can't not alter that, but finding some obscure tournament that doesn't matter, that never existed and shouldn't even be played because you can't field a, a A field of even twelve teams that have winning records when everybody else is playing in the main tournaments. So they're literally—I mean, to me, they're shitting on the record if they let him do this. That's 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 it's 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 an atrocity. This man did it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a slap in the face. It really is. Um, And to the and to the sport itself. To me, it is. If they go ahead and do this, it's a travesty. It really is. And if they do do it, I think this is one of the few times there should be an asterisk in that record book because it's BS. This is not a tournament of champions. This is not a team that earned its way to the postseason by being good. They're hoping to beg and pay their way into some smaller tournament so that he can break this legendary record. And I think that's pretty, pretty cheese dick. I mean, that's just as... It's... What does the
2: school get? I never understood that. What, is, what does the school get when they have that title?
0: Prestige, maybe, I guess. They can say our player you know had the the ncaa record for scoring other than that they don't get a single thing and they're going to spend hard-earned money you have to buy your way into these smaller nothing tournaments
1: they're well, going to spend alumni... I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off your journey but doesn't alumni also uh you know besides the prestige but i mean doesn't alumni also tend to pay a little bit extra to that department uh if their school usually wins
0: If they're successful as a school in a sport, usually, yes, you'll get more donors to that sport or to the Mm -hmm. athletics department. But at a small school like this, with one player in a losing season breaking a record, well, which he's not, he's almost breaking a record, you're not going to drum up any more any, any more money from your donors. You're not going to, your, your school is not winning. You're not doing anything that will inspire them to make you better. You know, um, so I, I, I don't get it. I think it's a travesty. I don't like it at all. If they go ahead and do this, I think the record is null and void. In my opinion, he didn't get the record. So I, I, I hate to be that guy about it because I I'm hearing all those old, Sports writers who were so biased for Babe Ruth, who, you know, shit on Roger Maris's record for so long. And I don't want to be that guy, but this feels disingenuous. This feels like you're you're manipulating the system to get it. And he didn't really earn it then. I mean, I'll give you another just to tell you. Pete Maravich averaged 46 points a game one season in college. 46 points a game. No other player has ever even come freaking close. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar never came close. Bill Walton never came close. Wilt Chamberlain never came close to those numbers in college. Nobody has ever come close to that mark. 46 points a game. That's a lot. That's
2: a lot. Guys are
0: voted the best player of the year, averaging 26.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: He scored 46 (laughs) points a game one season. He is the greatest scorer in the history of... NCAA basketball, hands down. So to have his record be broken illegitimately, in my opinion, would be a travesty.
1: Well, you're not alone. I mean, uh, we got Derek right here uh saying NCAA should say sorry, not gonna count. <laughs> so that's one right yeah. there. Uh JC's also saying uh Jeremy Miller. I'm with you on this. Uh, the school is making a disrespectful, boneheaded move for sake of possible glory, even if the record was guaranteed happenstance. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, here's hoping that the NCAA does the right thing. Uh, you know, Derek also continued on with another comment saying that is why I'm not a big fan of a uh, uh, big fan of records based on totals. Uh, should be based on averages. So, you know, I think a lot of people agree with that one as well, Derek. So, here's hoping that the NCAA does the right thing, but we'll just have to wait and see. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for being uh, on the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, Bruno, thank you so much for being here with us, man. I mean, you got some projects going on yourself, don't you?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, right now we're in production. We're filming a movie. uh, And we start filming on the 24th. I've been working with a choreographer because I have a, a. a pretty intense fight scene. Um, I don't think I can say anything about it, so we just have to wait and see. No, no, see. no. Also, I'm also. I um, want to get you in trouble. <laughs> I'm also uh, producing. I was. We were about to start production on our on our podcast, also, and then a documentary. But um, all this stuff started happening, so we had to put it in the back burner. But um, we are going to be starting that up pretty soon, and then. Um, I also want to say that uh, we're going to be starting uh, B Tech Studios here in LA. So in Chicago, they just started a, um, a, a filming, a filming production company in Chicago, and they're going to branch out here in LA, and that's going to be um, part of my project also. So um, I talked to Dave about that for a little bit. Um, and what else? I think I think that's it right now.
1: Nice, awesome. yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Man. Well, congratulations on everything, Bruno. Uh, how can people you. stalk you on social media?
2: Um, okay, well, I'm on Instagram at Bruno G uh, zero five zero four, and I'm on Facebook still. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> let me give you my let me give you my TikTok instead. Bruno Campos ninety six. Bruno G Campos ninety six. That's my TikTok. I'm only on Instagram and TikTok. Facebook, I'm only on there for my friends from high school, and that's it. um because we're old enough to be on
1: there (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome well man it was a pleasure having you on the show finally uh you know it was a little bumpy start at the very beginning but happy that you were able to like stick it here with us the entire way hopefully you could come back and visit us again man
2: me time boss you know you know where i'm at I don't be doing nothing else. This is this is my life. <laughs> nice, nice. It, it was nice to meet you, Jeremy. So, again, great man,
0: talking man, with I, you, I, Bruno. I, yeah,
2: man. I'm just fanboy geeking out right now. Thanks,
1: brother. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And uh, as you can, as as always, uh, this past weekend, I actually didn't get to do it. But uh, every so often, you can catch me on TikTok as well. Follow me, my handles right there, at Dave Navarro one uh, So you could go ahead and listen to some awesome music. I play some really good music. I didn't get a chance to do it this weekend. The fights and everything kind of caught up with me. I kind of wanted to watch that so I could have something to talk to you guys about uh, on Monday's episode. But uh, every so often, you know, subscribe or actually uh, follow me on TikTok talk and whenever that live goes on you go ahead and click on it be playing some good music i also take requests as well so make sure you get on there request a song if i don't have it i will find it and i'll still play it either way so make sure you check me out right there as well and uh, make sure you subscribe to all our channels. We got YouTube. uh, We got, uh, you know, we're on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Tomorrow you can go ahead, if you missed today's episode, go ahead and check us out the next day uh, and listen to us on the go. We'll be right there uh, at noon as always. So make sure you check us out. And we will be back here on Friday for another episode of the Navarro Miller Report. So make sure you check us out at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Unfortunately, Jeremy, Will, will be here because well he has to Keep um rid of me. you know this you're like i swear you're like you're like you're like herpes like just can't get rid of you okay no matter how much i tried <laughs> and you burn no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dave navarro along with this guy right here
0: i'm john Miller
1: make sure you check us out thanks again bruno compliments for being on the navarro miller report and uh we will make sure that uh you know I, i was just gonna say be safe out there love each other have fun with one another and we will see you all next time
0: you have been listening to the navarro miller report